With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is nine after the hour. We have some really big breaking news at this very moment. NBC News walking back its story on Michael Cohen's phone being wiretapped. It's been a huge story uh, across the nation today. NBC News having reported earlier that Michael Cohen, the president's lawyer, uh, had his phones wiretapped and phone calls with the president uh, listened to. NBC News now walking back the story. The actual story is that the FBI had a PIN registry on Michael Cohen's phone. A PIN registry is a uh, method by which they can collect the phone numbers of people who have called Michael Cohen or people Michael Cohen has called. They cannot, with a PIN registry, listen to people's phone calls. They cannot listen to calls. And there was no wiretap. This is a huge reversal by NBC News. At least they are setting the record straight this afternoon and clarifying. So, in other words, the phone numbers of people contacted by Michael Cohen or who contacted Michael Cohen called him on his phone. Those phone numbers were collected. Uh, the conversations were not collected. That is, uh, that's big, big change in the story. Uh, definitely shapes the story. And this story all related to Rudy Giuliani last night. Y'all, I last night began reading the comments from people that this was a huge unforced error by Rudy Giuliani. What on earth was he doing? Hannity gave him leeway to try to walk it all back. This is intentional. I'm telling you guys, this is intentional. The reporting this afternoon uh, makes clear in my mind that it is intentional that Rudy Giuliani and the President of the United States decided it was time to change the narrative. And that's what Rudy Giuliani is doing. Um, it is absolutely an intentional thing by Giuliani, and the press is totally missing what's going on here. This is the president of the United States and Rudy Giuliani beginning to set up Michael Cohen as the fall guy. Giuliani is already privately telling the president Cohen is going to betray him. The president has not believed it, has defended Michael Cohen repeatedly, but I'm telling you, this is setting up Cohen as the fall guy. Now, let me spend some time here and explain to you what I mean and what's happened. Let's go back to last night. Uh, Rudy Giuliani changed the conversation without knowledge of the White House staff, saying that, in fact, the president did reimburse Michael Cohen for payments to Stormy Daniels, uh, the adult film star. The president had denied all along that this had happened, uh, but the president has never denied it under oath, and that's a big key here. Uh, what you say in public is different from what's under oath. You can't be prosecuted for lying in public. Now, the, the story from the White House this afternoon is that the president did not know he was reimbursing uh, Michael Cohen for this. He just knew he was reimbursing Michael Cohen for something. Okay, well, here's the thing. We need to start with a foundational premise here. At this point... Even the majority of the president's base is willing to concede the president committed adultery on Melania Trump with an adult film star while Melania Trump was pregnant. And in fact, most people are willing to concede that he did so with multiple different women, including Trump supporters are willing to believe this. That's an important point here. The president is free to change the story now. Because a majority of his supporters are already willing to accept he cheated on his wife, and they don't care. 
that is a, a true point. It is borne out in the polling that the president's supporters, they don't care that he cheated on his wife. It doesn't matter whether it's true or not. They simply don't care. You know, as an aside, I grew up and I was always fascinated by a lot of the Old Testament stories. Uh, my grandmother used to read to me out of the Golden Book Bible. In fact, I've still got the chair uh, that she read me those stories out of. You remember that the, you probably if you had a copy of the Golden Book Story Bible when you were a kid, the beautiful pictures they had. Daniel and the Lions in the very first story I had. But I, I was always, always just, I mean, it was flabbergasted. It still is to this day. How the Israelites, when they're leaving Egypt, I mean, they see the pillar of fire at night. They see the, the, the pillar of dust in the day. They see the parting of the Red Sea. They see all of these miracles. They, they see the plagues of Egypt. And, I mean, immediately turn their back on God every time. Immediately turn to something else. They see all these things. They see the plagues. They see the rescue. They see the pillar of fire. They see the pillar, the, the cloud pillar. They see the part of the Red Sea. They see the Red Sea collapse on the Egyptians. They get to Sinai. They see the presence of God. They see Moses go up. And what do they do? Boom! Make a golden calf and say, hey, this is the real God. And it seems so implausible after seeing all of these things. And yet now I see the modern conservative movement and, and they were willing to impeach Bill Clinton over lying under oath and, and adultery in office and cheating on his wife. And now, eh, it doesn't matter. Porn star, yeah, I wish I could have done that. It's just embarrassing. Uh, totally. I mean, it, it, all of what's happening right now makes that the, the, the story of the Israelites just so real. Um, seeing so many evangelicals say, eh, none of this matters. Uh, hey, King David. Um, well, yeah, there was a civil war. His son died, and he had to forcibly be publicly repent. Um, but nonetheless, so that's an aside. I apologize. Back on target here. Um, so Giuliani goes on record. He says this, that the president did pay Cohen, um, and it's a huge reversal. So why is this setting up Cohen? Well, the story from Giuliani and the story from the president is that Michael Cohen was on retainer and Michael Cohen routinely did these things. He routinely problem solved for the president without having to bother Mr. Trump because Mr. Trump was a very busy businessman and then a very busy candidate for office. And he led Mr. Cohen block for him, protect him, do all these things. So he didn't know why he was having to reimburse Mr. Cohen $130,000, but he just knew that this happened sometimes. Essentially admitting that Michael Cohen uh, put all sorts of people under NDAs for committing adultery with the president and they all got paid off. So the president has a lawyer. It, is very, it was very, very funny to watch the... Um, Watch the, the president's Twitter feed this morning. Remember the scene in The Wizard of Oz where you got the scarecrow the whole way through. It was kind of Humpty Dumpty goofy fella. And then suddenly they um, they, they give him the diploma. And he's like, hmm, Pythagorean theorem. Uh, C squared equals B squared plus A squared. And he's like suddenly a genius. The, 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 very much like what the tw president's Twitter feed is. We went from, from a Twitter feed that was basically, look, Ma, it's poo, to, hmm, the Pythagorean theorem. Let's give you a dissertation. It's very clear a lawyer took over the president's Twitter feed this morning to do damage control and to say that, that he didn't pay because of adultery. He was paying because of extortion. She was trying to extort him. I mean, this is all setting up Michael Cohen as the fall guy, that Michael Cohen paid $130,000 to Stormy Daniels without telling the president because that's what Michael Cohen did for a living. He did these things for Donald Trump all the time. This was a routine transaction. Uh, and the president's campaign divided up the money from multiple sources to pay back Michael Cohen to make it harder to track. That's what they did in, in multiple cases. I mean, this is the information that they're getting. This is... What happens on a routine basis? That's, that is the, the Giuliani story. So why does this matter? Well, it matters because, as Giuliani said on Fox this morning, and again, this was not intentional, and, or this was intentional, and people say this was a mistake. Giuliani says, if this came out in the middle of a debate with Hillary Clinton, what do you think would have happened to Donald Trump's support? So he's making it very clear that this was a campaign finance issue. This payment to Stormy Daniels was done to shut her up during the campaign, which makes it a campaign violation, not on Donald Trump's part, makes it on Michael Cohen's part. 
because the president was just reimbursing Michael Cohen for a pattern and practice of, that's a key phrase here, pattern and practice of regular behavior. These are the things Michael Cohen always did. It was Michael Cohen who knew he was paying Stormy Daniels to stop something from affecting an election. The president had no knowledge, according to the new story, according to the new timeline, the president had no knowledge that Michael Cohen was doing this. He had to have knowledge for there to be a crime. According to the way Rudy Giuliani is setting this up now, the only person who had knowledge that he was making a payment to stop something from affecting an election is Michael Cohen. That makes the crime his not the president's, and the precedent is there for this from John Edwards in 2004 where other people got in bigger trouble than him for trying to shape an election by paying off people to avoid stories from coming out. That's what Giuliani is doing. This is not a flub. It is totally intentional to make Michael Cohen the fall guy. Let me have a brief timeout for this week's sponsor, and that would be Quip, uh, which is a fantastic toothbrush. I love my Quip toothbrush. I have been using it for a while. Uh, the truth is most of us are probably brushing our teeth wrong anyway, not long enough. We forget to change our brush. Uh, I know for the longest time I went without changing my brush, and I didn't realize it actually sharpens. When you brush your teeth, it actually sharpens the bristles, and in the process of sharpening the bristles, you can do gum damage. You can wear off the enamel in your teeth, so you want to actually change your brush heads and quip does that it's an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes you can barely fit in the back of your mouth and it packs just the right amount of vibration to help clean your teeth it's got a built-in timer that helps you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes while guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides i really like it and it has a great subscription plan they deliver new brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars including free shipping worldwide i actually just got new brush heads Last week, I think, uh, for my toothbrush. Uh, so Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. So you get your first refill pack free by going to getquip.com slash Eric. That's G-E-T-Q-I, am I doing this right? G-E-T-Q-U-I-P. Let's try that again, shall we? G-E-T. Q-U-I-P dot com slash Eric. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash E-R-I-C-K. That's getquip.com. Folks, listen, I have been using this toothbrush now for a while. I did just get my brush heads. It is great. And really the coolest thing, they don't really sell this themselves. And I'm just, I'm telling you, you don't have to travel with a recharger. Every electric toothbrush I've ever had, you had to travel with the recharger or it was really bulky because of the batteries. This one, they have streamlined it. It's one AAA battery. It has lasted me three months and still has charge in it. Uh, but yet when they sent me the new brush head, they sent a new battery with it too. So a great, great product. Highly recommend it. Getquip.com slash Eric. It is 27 after the hour. Y'all, we have a great deal for you. I'm actually, I've been doing this for a while, and this one actually impresses me, and it's a good company with great flowers that you can send your mom on Mother's Day. She clearly, obviously, because she gave you birth, deserves a Mother's Day. And when you send her pro flowers for Mother's Day, she's going to get at least seven days of fresh, beautiful flowers, guaranteed. And right now, you can send 100 colorful blooms with a free glass vase for $19.99 plus shipping and handling with my promo code, which just so happens to be my first name, Eric. Remember, E-R-I-C-K. With Pro Flowers, guaranteed delivery and unique vases, you get great accessories that mom's going to love. It's what you need for Mother's Day, which is, by the way, May 13th. It's coming up quick. Now, the only way to get this, 100, let me say this again, 100 colorful blooms and a free glass vase for just $19.99 is to visit proflowers.com. And what you do is you go to proflowers.com and you'll see a blue microphone in the upper right corner and you use my code, which is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. So go to proflowers.com, 
use my code, which is my first name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Get your 100 colorful blooms with a free glass face for $19.99. That's a really good deal. Okay, we have phone calls, and we have a minute, so I'm not going to take phone calls. It will do our callers a disservice. When we come back, we do need to talk about some local politics because a group close to Casey Cagle, an outside pack spending money to help him get elected, is about to go up on the air. And there are questions. Are they going to try to shape the field by attacking a candidate to try to get someone else elected? Or are they so convinced someone's going into the runoff that they're just going to go after that guy? Well, I have some thoughts on this, and I also, I've talked to several people who claim to know, and they're in positions to know, and I happen to to be able to posit a guess as to who the lieutenant governor would like to see in a runoff with him. Uh, it's actually pretty obvious when you think about it. You don't need anybody telling you. It just confirms what I was thinking all along. We'll delve into that. And this Hillary Clinton book that has New York Times staffers absolutely livid. They are turning on one of their own who is all but admitting that she was protecting Hillary Clinton uh, running for office, keeping stuff from the public, including, of all things, Hillary's drinking. It's 39 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. The phone number 404-872-0750-1800. WSB Talk. To the phones we go. Mark in Marietta. Welcome. Hi. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Uh, you, made, you made a comment a little while ago about conservatives uh, wanting to impeach Clinton over having sex or having an affair. It's my memory... It was actually, li- I think I said it was actually lying, but that's the way the Democrats re- remember Okay, it. well, he, he actually was the president in office with an intern, not a celebrity in the general public. Correct. If my, if my CEO was to have an affair with an intern, I would want him fired for sure. Yeah, I, I don't actually I believe that most of the president's supporters would care at this point. Well... Maybe not, but my point is that it, it wasn't just Clinton having an affair. Right. It, it, it was, was the line was under oath to try to deprive with. Paula Jones of justice, and, and I say that more not for you but for the Democrats who are listening who are convinced of sex. And the irony here is that if the Democrats take back Congress, uh, they're actually going to impeach the president for what they believe Republicans impeached Clinton for. And, yeah, you're, you're totally right, Mark. There is a difference uh, that President Trump's conduct did happen before office. I am absolutely convinced that if it happened in office, uh, all of his supporters would still be okay with it at this point um but here's the thing in in my mind is is abusing your office to to do what clinton did with an intern was wrong uh cheating on your pregnant wife with multiple porn stars also wrong uh the timeline doesn't matter in in that regard um but yet now suddenly people who said character matters with bill clinton uh don't think character matters anymore it's all transactional and that's disappointing to me uh, back to the phones we go. Wayne and Carrollton, welcome. Thanks for taking my call, Eric. Sure. Uh, my question is, Is what is your preferred, I don't know if it's a result, the end game after this investigation and all that? I, you know, tag on what this guy said, it all matters to me, you know, what he did in, in office or not, but he's, he's way preferable to Hillary. What is your... What is so, the result you're wanting? What is here's, well, I, I'll tell you what I, I think is going to happen. Um, what I think is going to happen is Mueller will produce a report that questions the president's judgment, uh, but will not find him guilty of any crimes. Um, and I'm okay with that. I don't think it gives the Democrats enough to impeach him with. Uh, In fact, I do not believe that there has been a high crime or misdemeanor that uh, should cause the president to be impeached. And frankly, I think the Democrats are are wrapping themselves in knots because if they're going to hang their hat on the Bill Clinton precedent, well, he was found innocent by the Senate. So really hard to say you should impeach um, Donald Trump for what you think Bill Clinton was impeached for and didn't want him found guilty. And you can't find Donald Trump guilty of this stuff. As for the actual... Um, Mueller investigation, I want it over with. 
Um, I, I, I think the president just needs to go on, send written responses to those questions and get it done. I do not believe that there is collusion. I, I, I simply don't. And I know it makes my Democrat friends mad when I say this, but I, you cannot convince me that Donald Trump colluded with the Russians to try to steal the election. And the reason I say this is because Donald Trump, whether you like him or not, whether you think he's the scum of the earth or not, Donald Trump's an American. And he's proudly American. And he's not going to collaborate with the Russians to try to steal an American election. I just do not believe it. Um, Whether you like President Trump or not, uh, I have a hard time believing he would collaborate with the opponents of this country to try to steal the American election. Uh, and there's no evidence that he did. And so I just want the, I want the Mueller investigation over. And I think it's almost over. Uh, Giuliani seems to suggest it's almost over. And I think they're not going to find the president guilty of any crime, certainly not collusion. Uh, there may be other people who are found guilty of collusion, but not the president. And by the way, there have been several indictments and in, in guilty pleas already from the investigation. And all of these things happen to be about uh, the nefarious things these people did before going to work for the president. So let's just get it over with uh, as soon as we can. Um, just just be done with it. Uh, I don't think they should force it to be done because that will continue a sense of grievance over the matter. But let it get on and wrap up, answer the questions and be done with it. What crime did Donald Trump commit? I can't tell you the crime. I, I, I mean, there's all sorts of conjecture by the left, but you can't tell me that. OK, so Jared Kushner, let's just listen. And, you know, so Giuliani says Kushner is is expendable at this point um, that Mueller better not go after Ivanka. But but Kushner's a great guy, but he's essentially expendable. Let's say Jared Kushner took meetings with the Russians to collaborate with the Russians to steal the election. Let, let's just let's just say that. I know you dispute it. I dispute it, too. But let's just say it. OK, so what crime did the president commit? Do, 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 do. You, you can't answer the question. What crime did the president, if Jared Kushner, now if you can prove that the president told Jared Kushner to go to the Russians and collaborate to steal the election, yeah, crime. Okay, bad. Collaborated with the Russians to steal an American election. Very bad to have a president of the United States do that. There's no evidence of that. There's no evidence of that. And so now let's let's say Jared Kushner did it. Again, I dispute it too. You can dispute it. But let's just let's grant the left charitably that that their allegation is right, that Jared Kushner collaborated with the Russians to seal the election. What crime did the president commit? The president can only be impeached for high crimes and misdemeanors of his own, not someone else. So you're going to argue that he benefited from someone else's crime? Okay. what part did he play in it? Did he collude? No. Did he obstruct? No. So how can you impeach the president? You can't. That is the answer. It is the answer the left doesn't want to have. By the way, by the way, just to rub some salt in the wounds, you know who else takes that position that there's no there there to impeach the president? A man who actually knows what's going on behind the scenes? You know who doesn't think there's anything there to impeach the president with? That would be James Comey. It's back. It is. I know I'm not talking about me. I'm back too. But it is back. The Sherry's Berries Mother's Day deal. The Mother's Day extravaganza, if you will. Y'all, I've been talking about Sherry's Berries for several years now around the holiday season. And I've been giving Sherry's Berries longer than before I was on radio. I mean, I've been on radio since 2011. And I've been giving Sherry's Berries as gifts since before that. Uh, Starting at $19.99 plus shipping and handling, you can get your mother... Sherry's Berries, or your wife, your significant other for Mother's Day, your, 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 your baby's mama, you can get Sherry's Berries. For this week only, when you double the berries for $10, your gift's going to include super popular dipped caramel pretzel rods. Yes, the dipped caramel pretzel rod, always popular. So you get double the berries for $10 more and you get the caramel pretzel rods. They're going to arrive in a signature gift box with a ribbon. You're not going to need to wrap them. 
They come wrapped already for you. They're fresh, juicy strawberries dipped in milk chocolate, dark chocolate, white chocolate, topped with rich chocolate chips, chopped nuts, signature swizzles. We just got some the other day. I'll have to put a picture. By the time I get home, though, they'll be half eaten, so you'll only get half a box pictured. Nonetheless... There's only one way to get this amazing deal for mom. Freshly dipped strawberries starting at $19.99 plus shipping and handling. And when you double the berries for $10 more this week, you're going to get the dipped caramel pretzels. My kids ate them all before I could get a hold of them. They said they were very good, by the way. Mother's Day is May 13th. So go to berries.com today, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com, and click on the microphone in the upper right corner. Use my first name, Eric, as your code. That's berries.com, and the code is my first name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. A delicious gift. My kids ate all the pretzels already before I could get any, which is very upsetting, and they claim to love me, but that's okay. All right, uh, let's see. Yes, I've got time for a phone call. One from Charlie in Oxford. Welcome. Yeah, Eric, I was wondering why you think Mueller's going to wrap the uh, investigation up quickly. Uh, I, don't, I don't think so. Well, two things. And by quickly, I mean by the end of this year. Um, but two things. One, most of the president's legal team thinks so. Uh, they've been under the impression for the last month or so things are starting to wind down with the team. Uh, And two, uh, because he's asking the president questions now, uh, you always go to the president last in these sorts of things. Uh, And that they're now asking the president questions is is a sign to me that they're beginning to wind this thing down. They're asking the final concluding questions, talking to the final necessary people to come up with a report. Um, But it's really the president's legal team that makes me think this. Oh, well, welcome. It's Eric Erickson here. News 95.5 AM 750 WSB. Um, I didn't realize this was fired up while Chris was talking in there, so you may have heard a little bit of it. Come with y'all. This is an actual advertisement in West Virginia. Don Blankenship, the insane man who has millions or billions of dollars, lives in Las Vegas, but he's running for the Senate in West Virginia, where he's from. This is his ad. I'm not making this up. I need to preface it. I am not making this up. This is an actual advertisement to appear on television in West Virginia. Hi, I'm Don Blankenship, candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Swamp Captain Mitch McConnell has created millions of jobs for China people. While doing so, Mitch has gotten rich. In fact, his China family has given him tens of millions of dollars. Mitch's swamp people are now running false negative ads against me. They are also childishly calling me despicable and mentally ill. The war to drain the swamp and create jobs for West Virginia people has begun. I will beat Joe Manchin and ditch cocaine Mitch for the sake of the kids. Goodness gracious. Hi, I'm Don Blankenship, candidate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Swamp Captain Mitch McConnell has created millions of jobs for China people. While doing so, Mitch has gotten rich. In fact, his China family has given him tens of millions of dollars. Mitch's swamp people are now running false negative ads against me. They are also childishly calling me despicable and mentally ill. The war to drain the swamp and create jobs for West Virginia people has begun. I will beat Joe Manchin and ditch cocaine Mitch for the sake of the kids. For the sake of the kids. Oh my gosh, that's the greatest campaign ever. I'm sorry, I need a minute. Cocaine Mitch. I would would totally vote for the guy. I would vote for him just for 
China people and cocaine, Mitch. I'm crying. <laughs> Oh my gosh, y'all, I just retweeted uh, Liam Donovan who put it up. Y'all gotta see it, it's like somebody filmed it on a camcorder too. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, that's the greatest campaign ad I've ever seen. Uh, Brian Kemp's gun ad has nothing on Don Blankenship. Oh my goodness gracious, dude is insane. He actually, he, he, he's, he's a little crazy. And he put that ad together. And at the end, he's holding his two grandkids. Do it for the children. <laughs> oh, my goodness. For the kids. Okay. <clears throat> um, I, I'm recovered. We need to We need to move on. Uh, we have some local news here. Uh, da, 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 da. A senior advisor, this is from the HAC, a senior advisor with Citizens for Georgia's Future, an outside group spending more than a million dollars to boost Casey Cagle's campaign, tells us its internal polls mirror the HAC. Everybody's polls mirror the AJC. You should know this, by the way. The AJC poll that has Hunter Hill and Brian Kemp neck and neck for second place with Brian Kemp slightly ahead, uh, Casey Cagle well in the lead, and a bunch of people undecided. That is a poll. Groups in Washington, D.C. have basically the same polling. Most of the candidates have the same polling. Uh, and that is to say the group figures that Cagle has built up an unassailable lead but remains out of range of an outright win. So what are they going to do? We're told the organization may try to influence the race for second spot by airing ads that fill some of the holes on one of the candidates' resume. So are they going to go after Kemp or are they going to go after Hill and try to shape the runoff? This is what Claire McCaskill did. Uh, if you will remember, uh, Claire McCaskill started attacking Todd Aiken uh, before the end of the Republican primary in... Um, Missouri. And so people presumed that meant uh, that she must think Todd Aiken is the most viable challenger. And so she went, people voted for him thinking, oh, she must be scared of this guy. And it turns out she was trying to shape the field uh, and and did it. Now polling has come out today in Missouri that shows her like uh, a majority of Missourians think that somebody else needs to be in that seat. They don't like Claire McCaskill. Hopefully Josh Hawley, who's a friend of mine, good conservative there, will beat her. He's the attorney general right now. He'll be with us at the Resurgent Gathering in Austin, which, by the way, if you want to come to the Resurgent Gathering, uh, text the word Austin to 345-345. It's $99. Uh, come on over to Austin and see great people like Ted Cruz, Josh Hawley. Uh, I'm not inviting Don Blankenship, though. Uh, now, I have it on good authority from multiple people, and you don't even need it on good authority. It's just abundantly obvious that uh, Casey Cagle would like Brian Kemp in the runoff. And the reason is because, well, we got to go back in history to 2006. 2006, Casey Cagle ran for lieutenant governor against Ralph Reed, and Casey Cagle savaged Ralph Reed um, through everything, including the kitchen sink at Ralph Reed. Uh, ruined him and became the lieutenant governor. And the Cagle camp believes that they have enough on Brian Kemp to define him negatively because they have more money and that they don't have a lot on um, Hunter Hill. That in that that there isn't a bunch of there isn't a bunch to throw at Hunter Hill. So essentially, uh, there would be an ideas battle if Hill were the nominee, uh, and that's not exactly ground a self-branded conservative wants to have when all the conservatives are rallying to a guy like Hill. Uh, but if it was Kemp, it would be about the uh, the AJC stories about how the Secretary of State's office was handled. And a lot of that stuff, to, to be fair and, and honest, wasn't Kemp's fault. It was other people. It was, you know, the Board of Elections, the Secretary of State's office, the Elections Division, is beholden to some degree to local boards of elections. And when they screw up, he gets the fault. Uh, but it's not necessarily him. In the same way, uh, the Kennesaw State handling of the Board of Elections records and whatnot. Uh, but that the the Cagle campaign thinks that they have enough stuff on Brian Kemp to beat him up savagely in a runoff and secure the nomination for uh, Cagle. And while they look at Hunter Hill and see him as underfunded and not able to match in money for the runoff, um, that Hunter Hill presents a more novel challenge. Now, 
I've been thinking, how can everybody in this race is calling themselves a conservative? Brian Kemp is the conservative small businessman. Hunter Hill is the conservative Hunter Hill. Casey Cagle, you would think that conservative was his first name. Uh, All of them are running as conservative or conservative Christian. Uh, What is the best way to try to decide, um, are they? And one of the things that I think is, is a way to do this is whose endorsements are they touting? And what does that say about the candidates? And I think you get a, an idea of where the candidates come from and who they're targeting with their message and, and who the conservatives are or not, who who has the establishment backing or not, uh, by looking at those endorsements. So let's spend a little bit of time on that when we come back and, and paint the picture for you of just who the endorsements are. Let me have a brief timeout for this week's sponsor, and that would be Quip, uh, which is a fantastic toothbrush. I love my Quip toothbrush. I have been using it for a while. Uh, The truth is most of us are probably brushing our teeth wrong anyway, not long enough. We forget to change our brush. Uh, I know for the longest time I went without changing my brush, and I didn't realize it actually sharpens. When you brush your teeth, it actually sharpens the bristles, and in the process of sharpening the bristles, you can do gum damage. You can wear off the enamel in your teeth, so you want to actually change your brush. Heads and Quip does that. It's an electric toothbrush that's a fraction of the cost of the bulkier brushes you can barely fit in the back of your mouth, and it packs just the right amount of vibration to help clean your teeth. It's got a built in timer that helps you clean for the dentist recommended two minutes while guiding pulses that remind you when to switch sides. I really like it, and it has a great subscription plan. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist recommended schedule every three months for just five dollars, including free shipping worldwide. I actually just got new brush heads. Last week, I think, uh, for my toothbrush. Uh, so Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash Eric, E-R-I-C-K, right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. So you get your first refill pack free by going to getquip.com slash Eric. That's G-E-T-Q-I, am I doing this right? G-E-T-Q-U-I-P. Let's try that again, shall we? G-E-T. Q-U-I-P dot com slash Eric. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash E-R-I-C-K. That's getquip.com. Folks, listen, I have been using this toothbrush now for a while. I did just get my brush heads. It is great. And really the coolest thing, they don't really sell this themselves. And I'm just, I'm telling you, you don't have to travel with a recharger. Every electric toothbrush I've ever had, you had to travel with the recharger or it was really bulky because of the batteries. This one, they have streamlined it. It's one AAA battery. It has lasted me three months and still has charge in it. Uh, but yet when they sent me the new brush head, they sent a new battery with it too. So a great, great product. Highly recommend it. Getquip.com slash Eric. Twenty-five after the hour. <clears throat> I've still been laughing about Don Blankenship. By the way, uh, my apologies to listener Jeremy who had to pull over on the side of the road because he was laughing so hard he couldn't keep his car in position. I'm sure Doug Turnbull appreciates you pulling your car over because you were laughing so hard. Oh my goodness gracious, y'all! A hundred colorful blooms. That's something that will make your mom smile for Mother's Day. Mother's Day is May thirteenth. The clock is ticking, and you need to do something for mom, and this is a great deal. It is a great deal from ProFlowers for Mother's Day, where your mom is guaranteed to have at least seven days of fresh, beautiful flowers. Now, right now, my listeners can send 100 colorful blooms with a free glass face for $19.99 plus shipping and handling with my promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K. It's my first name. With fresh flowers, guaranteed delivery, unique vase, accessories mom's going to love. Pro Flowers has everything you need for Mother's Day. You can do all your shopping for mom right there with a great deal on beautiful flowers. And by the way, you can pick the delivery date too. If you go on now, you got time, you can pick the delivery date. You can even get your gift delivered on Mother's Day, May 13th. Think about that. Now, the only way to get 100 colorful blooms, 100 colorful blooms, with a free glass vase for just $19.99 is to visit proflowers.com. You click on the blue microphone in the upper right corner and you use my code ERIC. That's my first name, E-R-I-C-K. So go to proflowers.com 
and use my first name, Eric, to get an amazing deal for 100 colorful blooms and a free glass vase. Uh, a great company, by the way. Good, good flowers. I've ordered from them several times, even before endorsing. And in, in, in having done endorsements with them, I've sent people flowers. And I really like the concept of you, you send them flowers and vase. They get it in a nice box. Um, and it's just, it's great. Uh, it is a fantastic concept made through the miracle of the internet. Uh, so go to proflowers.com. Now, um, these endorsements, let, let's let's ponder these endorsements. I, I've gone through them. I'm sure thinking, you know, I, I'm building this scorecard uh, to really get a sense of the conservatives in the legislature because so many of them call themselves conservatives and many of them are not. And I, I have said before, and it is it's just a fact that the the guys who are the real conservatives in the House and Senate, and what I mean by real conservatives, they're the ones who oppose the transportation tax increase. They're the ones who fought for religious liberty. Uh, they're the ones who fought for Christian adoption agencies to be protected. They're the ones who opposed increased regulations on things like Uber and Lyft. And they're the ones who have been very vocal against trying to use your tax dollars to lure big businesses into the state as opposed to actually focusing on helping existing Georgia businesses. Those conservatives, they're supporting, um, they're supporting by and large Hunter Hill. Uh, the the Wes Cantrells, the Sam Teasleys, the Michael Caldwells, all those sorts of guys. Uh, the 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 guys you depend on to to be on the front lines defending conservatism. They're Hunter Hill guys. Um, Casey Cagle has a lot of the establishment Republicans, the the Senate leadership, uh, the Jeff Mullins, the the John Kennedys, the like on the Senate side. A lot of those guys are backing Casey Cagle, as you would expect. He's the leader of the Senate. The Senate leadership is backing him. Brian Kemp has focused a lot on local officials around the state, the sheriffs, the city councilmen, the county commissioners, a very the local and the rural area. He wants them to know they've got a voice. He's highlighting those. Clay Tippins is highlighting the business guys, the, the Chamber of Commerce types, the, the small and, and mid-sized business people around the state who are backing him. And then Michael Williams is really uh, championing and showing the the Trump supporters from around the state, the prominent people who have vocally supported the president, um, are supporting Michael Williams. Uh, so that kind of gives you the shape of how things are. The establishment guys are definitely with uh, Cagle. The the Chamber of Commerce types, a number of them, they're either with Cagle or they're with um, Tippins. The, the the sheriffs and the county commissioners and the city councilmen and stuff the, the, across the state, they're with Kemp. The conservatives in the House and Senate, they're with Hunter Hill. It's 38 after the hour, and Mark Aram has one Twitter for the day. He will be at Taste of Alpharetta here. Uh, y'all can go see him. He's probably getting set up right now. I couldn't be up there this year. Um, but yeah, so Aram tweeted, Matt Ryan is now the fifth highest paid person in Atlanta, only behind four Kasim Reed cabinet members. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, go by and see Aram. Uh, he'll have uh, Loti, Chuck, and Longoria there with him. Now, you know, I wanted just I need to dwell on something for a moment. Uh, going back to this, this uh, where conservatives are lining up. So, um, Greg Dozal is running for the state senate seat vacated by Michael Williams up in Forsyth County, and I hope you'll give him a look. A great guy was a tour manager for Chris Tomlin, an entrepreneur, started several businesses. Um, uh, just a, a good, good conservative Christian guy, honest, ethical family man. He and his wife just had a baby, um, premature, no less, uh, while on the campaign trail last week. And he's trying to campaign and, and be a good dad and a good husband. Uh, he's, he's just, he's a great guy. I, I really enjoy the time that I get to spend with him. Um, uh, just, just a profoundly decent guy. And he is, he, everyone in that race is running as a conservative. And so he's running against uh, Brian Tam, who is on the uh, Forsyth County Commission and has been a huge proponent of tax increases up there. I mean, he, he votes for tax increases all the time. In fact, the only tax increase he voted against, uh, he actually proposed a tax increase twice as big as the one he voted against. Uh, and, and so you, I guess you can conclude he voted against that one tax increase because he wanted more. He's also been one of the guys who's kind of basically given the middle finger to homeowners up there uh, while supporting the just uh, crazy development and out-of-control zoning issues in Forsyth County. And so he's he's the big uh, opponent to um, Greg Dozol, and he's out there running as a conservative too, and he's not. 
and he's got a record that shows it, but how many people know it? And I just, I've been pondering this because one of my frustrations in the governor's race is everybody calls themselves a conservative. They don't call themselves a Republican now, it's a conservative. And who's the conservative in the race? And there are different people who are uh, conservative in different ways. Um, but, it, you know, like, for example, and I mean no disrespect, I, I really don't. I will gladly vote for Casey Cagle if, if he's the Republican nominee. Uh, I am happy to have him on the show to talk about his campaign. Um, but I, I never got the sense that he was a strong fighter for religious liberty. And I'm not sure that I believe him when he says he'll he'd vote for it if it passed the House and Senate. Because Governor Deal said the same thing and then worked very hard to make sure it never passed the House and Senate. And the one time it did pass the House and Senate, they had already stacked the deck against it uh, because they did it in, in the run up to an election knowing the governor would veto it. But everybody wants to call themselves conservative. And I just this is one reason I'm, I'm convinced I got to do a scorecard in the legislature uh, because guys like Wes Cantrell and Sam Teasley and um, so many of the other people who were there, Scott Turner, Michael Caldwell, uh, Marty Harbin, the like, they need conservative help on the outside. And you see all these guys saying they're conservative, 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 conservative. They all say they're conservative. I mean, look, look at the the Forsyth County race. Um, you've got this county commissioner who votes for tax increases all the time, uh, will never support religious liberty, I'm, I'm sure of it, uh, isn't a very conservative guy, and yet he's calling himself a conservative. What does it even mean anymore? Versus a guy who actually is a good Christian, good conservative, Greg Dozal. Or, or look out at um, uh, Sam Thomas. He's, he's challenging Tommy Bitten out in, in Jefferson, Georgia. Uh, I know Sam. He, he writes at the Resurgent. A solid, good uh, Christian guy. Uh, very conservative. He's not with the, the status quo. He's not an establishment. And, and his opponent, the incumbent, is trying to run as the, this firebrand Trump supporter uh, when he's just an establishment guy. Where's the accountability for all the people who want to call themselves a conservative and, and, and not? And, and again, I, I want to go back to, to Casey Cagle. I, I think Casey Cagle is a guy who you got to remember in 1994 – Casey Cagle was the Republican who signaled Georgia is on the way to switching because Casey Cagle won a race against a Democrat. No one thought he could win in the Republican wave in 94, and it was a big signal. The demographics of Georgia are changing towards the Republicans. That was the year Georgia became Republican at the congressional level, and he waited it out and became lieutenant governor as the demographics of the state switched. Uh, he, he is generationally one of the forebearers of the current Republican Party in Georgia. Uh, the question is, is, is that the Republican Party move Georgia in the future or not? And I think he's going to have to answer those questions in, in the runoff um, with whoever. Uh, I gladly support him as the governor. I'm, I'm just I'm not sure he's as conservative as he says. He definitely Republican and, and a good guy. Um, we've had our differences in the past, but he is actually a, a good guy. Um, but I'm just, I'm not sure that he's as conservative as I am or as conservative as I would want. And how do we hold these guys accountable to claiming they're conservative, which I believe still needs to mean something more than I'm a Republican. And I don't know that I know the answer to that. Um, I, I will, you know, we are very fortunate as Republicans. There have been a lot of people who have said they're really disaffected by the Republicans in Georgia, that they wanted someone more inspiring to run. And, and I, I view it as being a victim of our success. We've got a lot of people who have, who have been very patient waiting for this. Uh, Cagle and Kemp among them, statewide office holders, um, both of whom had been state senators. And we've got some upstart guys as well, like Clay Tippins. I think we've got a great crop of Republican candidates in Georgia. You know, one of my, my maddening frustrations of 2016 is we had all of these guys who had been just impressively good conservatives, and they just couldn't tap into the pulse of voter angst in a way Donald Trump did, to his credit. I mean, Donald Trump had his, his pulse on the nation like very few others did and was able to to win. And I get that there's angst among Republicans here, but... I mean, gosh, you know, pick any of them. Pick Michael Williams. Pick Casey Cagle. Pick the Republican candidate you know you're absolutely not going to vote for for governor out there. Uh, whether it's Kemp or Hill or Tippins or Cagle or Williams, they're head and shoulders still above uh, many Republican governors already elected in other states. Uh, they're all good people. And so that's why I'm happy. Um, I just I'm, I'm frustrated when I look at races like up in Forsyth County. When I look at Sam Thomas's race over in, in Jefferson, when I look at some of these other races out there, you, you got 
people calling themselves conservatives. They've got records of not being conservative, of voting for tax increases. Um, can the real conservatives like Sam Thomas or Greg Dozal or some of the others out there, will they be able to break through? I, I hope so. I hope so. Uh, and, and I hope we really will get good conservatives because, my goodness, I still to this day don't know that there's a hill of beans difference between the Republican leaders in the state and the former Democratic leaders. And part of that is because all of these Republican leaders, with few exceptions, Casey Cagle being one of the exceptions, he, he's always been a Republican. One of these other guys, though, they used to have D's next to their name. The policy difference aren't really different. Uh, and I look at some of these newcomers, the Wes Cantrells, the Sam Teasleys, the Greg Dozals, the Sam Thomases, the, the Scott Turters, the Michael Caldwells. And I was like, these, these conservatives, we need to support guys like this. And it is notable who they're supporting, I think, for governor. It is 55 after the hour. Eric Erickson here. You got Mother's Day on May 13th. You need to do some planning, folks. Some real, actual planning for Mother's Day. And there's a great way to plan for Mother's Day, and that's to go to... Uh, Sherry's Berries at berries.com and get your mom some of their fantastic strawberries starting at $19.99 plus shipping and handling. For this week only, when you double the berries for just $10 more, your gift is going to include something extra. Their super popular dipped caramel pretzel rods. I would like to tell you that they are delicious, but I can't because my kids ate them all before I could get them. So my kids say the pretzel rods are quite delicious. Um, I, I don't know myself because they're all gone and they didn't share with me. Now your berries are going to arrive in Sherry's Berry signature gift box with a beautiful ribbon and no gift wrap required. Uh, you can make your kids get their grubby hands off your caramel dip pretzels too. If you want, I'm not that I'm bitter or anything. There's only one way to get this great deal though. Freshly dipped strawberries starting at 1999 plus shipping and handling. And when you double the berries for $10 more just this week, you're going to get a decadent gift of dipped caramel pretzels. Mother's Day is May 13th, so visit berries.com today. That's berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the mic in the upper right corner. Enter my code, which is Eric, my first name, E-R-I-C-K. Go to berries.com. Use my first name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. And you can get what I didn't get because my kids didn't share the caramel dipped pretzels. Y'all, we got to do this one more time. You know, we got to do this. We just got to. Senate, and I approve this. Let me back this up. Senate for U.S. Senate, and I approve this message. Swamp Captain Mitch McConnell has created millions of jobs for China people. While doing so, Mitch has gotten rich. In fact, his China family has given him tens of millions of dollars. Mitch's swamp people are now running false negative ads against me. They are also childishly calling me despicable and mentally ill. The war to drain the swamp and create jobs for West Virginia people has begun. I will beat Joe Manchin and ditch Cocaine Mitch for the sake of the kids. <laughs> we done give our jobs to them China people. What about the West Virginia people? Me and McConnell China family been paying him money. Cocaine Mitch been cocaine back to them China people. We West Virginia people, we ain't got nothing. 